Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Under many what? Physicians. She took the disgusting and nauseating medicines. They were all types of gums. It was all types. I mean, it was just lots of stuff. They put people through and very seldom did it, did it really, really work. She did every humiliating thing that the, the doctors required. She followed all conventional wisdom. I mean, she, she did everything a woman in her situation ought to have done. But a couple of verses we're going to see, she got no better. And on top of that, she had spent all she had. So not only was she sick, she was broke. How many of you know that's a heck of a combination in life? <laughs> then it goes on and says she got no better. After all her investment, there was no improvement. But rather, it only grew what? Worse. No matter what she tried, it only aggravated her situation. How, about, how many in this room have ever been there? How, just ever, ever been there? I mean, the more you do, the more you seem to mess it up. You, great intent, you're trying to get this thing fixed, but the more you do, the more trouble seems to come. But the next verse was this woman's game changer. Verse 27 says, she had heard the reports. Sick, broke, busted, disgusted, but somebody told her about Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning. And when she heard it, Scripture says, and she came up. This woman was a go-getter. I mean, she didn't wait for Jesus to come to her. She pushed through all her excuses, all of her pain, all of her problems, and she made it to church, just like some of you today. And she came up behind him in the crowd and touched. It wasn't a face-to-face encounter. She wasn't really looking for a conversation. And she touched his garment. Ever been so embarrassed by your need that uh, you only try to get help anonymously? This was the situation of this woman. But she was a tough girl. You know, as we said, a crowd had gathered around Jesus, and, and don't think this was a little neat crowd. You, you ever see Michael Jackson or some famous rock star, you know, that people are throng impressed? It was that type of crowd. So this woman had been bleeding for 12 years, meaning she has lost a lot of blood. Uh, people who lose blood are weak. They are, tend to be anemic. This woman had suffered, and, and, and she, she's not very strong. So uh, the Bible doesn't say this, but my guess is the only way a frail woman like this could push through a crowd such as this is if she got down on her hands and knees and kind of wiggled through the feet of the people who were pushing in to get to, to Jesus here. But the point I want to make, no matter what it costs, this woman decided, I'm going to get what God has for me. There was something working in her heart. This type of determination is not just willpower. The Holy Spirit had obviously played. When, when, when she heard the news of Jesus, something happened in her heart. She believed it, and she went after it. Matthew 9 and 21 gives us some important details that Mark kind of leaves out. For she had... 
said to herself. Here's something I learned. And I've been criticized every way but, but up. Yeah, I mean, every direction. At the end of the day, it really does not matter what people say about you. I really learned that. And you can too. What matters most, what you say about yourself. And this woman has some gumption. This woman has something going on deep down on the inside of her. And this is what she was saying. If I only touch his garment, I don't need a red carpet. I don't need special treatment. I don't need an usher or a greeter. I, I don't even need a seat in the room. You hear what I'm saying? If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. If it means I got to crawl, I'm not going to let anybody or anything block me. Did you, I'm not going to let nobody block me from what God has for me. This was the determination of this powerful woman. Back to Mark 5 and 29. And immediately, the flow of blood dried up. And she felt, pay attention here, a lot of folks come to church wanting a feeling, and God gives us feelings sometimes just because, and I'm thankful for every feeling he ever gives me, and, and no problems with feelings, but you need to understand here, the feeling came only after she pressed. She had to press through some things. She had a, 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 a hand-knee experience, and, and only after that did the feeling come. After she persevered, she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. You see, when you have this type of well-informed determination in your heart, you will get the same results. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, period. No question mark. It's for sure. But there's something I haven't mentioned to you that I think now needs to come into view for us to really understand what's happening in this narrative. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 15, beginning with the 25th verse. This woman's a great woman, but you need to know the other side. You need to know something a little more about her. She was also a lawbreaker. According to Moses, she was a spiritual felon. Let's listen to what the law says in verse 25. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity. Moses doesn't blush here. He goes right into the details and starts talking about some stuff. Imagine maybe only married men and know about this, but imagine Flo. Everybody know Flo? I'm not talking about flow on the progressive commercials either. <laughs> Imagine flow visiting not for just a couple days a month, but for 12 solid years. 
When I read that, I understood why there was no mention of a husband in this woman's <laughs> life. And guys, y'all look like y'all got it all together and all, you know, under control. And I know you got your house in order and everything. But uh, for a few days every month, I approached my wife. Anything you need, honey? Anything I can do for you? No, she's good. She's good. But this woman had it for 12 years. <laughs> or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of her discharge, isn't that polite? She shall continue in uncleanness. I'm going to read the whole thing a little bit. As in the days of her impurity, she shall be what? Unclean. So pay attention here. Not only was this woman unclean, verse 26, every bed on which she lies, everything which she touched was unclean. All the days of her discharge, she uh, shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. Let's skip to 27. It's getting long. And whoever touches these things shall also be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until what? Evening. So not only was this woman unclean, every person she touched trying to get to Jesus, she also made unclean. Anybody in this room ever do just a little bit of dirt trying to get yours? This was the situation of this woman, Mark 5 and 30. But Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him. Now pay attention here. This lady was in the middle of breaking the law of Moses. This woman was in the middle of a sin, and the power of God hit her. Boom. Be very careful about disqualifying anyone from their miracle. I'm in the book, so don't get mad at me. Immediately, Jesus turned about in the crowd and pointed his finger and said, Thou foul woman, thou hast contaminated me with thou lewdness. No. Your dirt will never outdo God's clean. Period. 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 He said, who touched? Now, he was supposed to get dirty. But, 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 let me just keep reading. Who touched my garments? As a fish swims without ever studying, the moon sets off, I'm sorry, the sun sets off its, 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 its heat and, and, and its light without ever thinking. Jesus is a healer by nature. 
It requires no special concentration on his part to be who he is and do what he does. Do you hear me? And his disciples said to him, come on, Jesus. You see, you see the crowd, everybody touching you. <laughs> see the crowd pressing around you, and, and yet you ask me, I don't want to call it a stupid question because you're Jesus, but you can read this is what they're saying. Yet you say, who touched me? The disciples are clueless as usual. And he looked around to see who had done it. And Jesus is still looking around for people who will finally get it done. Instead of just praying about it, instead of just thinking about it, we'll press through the crowd because the Holy Spirit has worked something deep in their heart. You hear what I'm saying? And not stop until they get to Jesus. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear. She knew she got healed in the middle. She didn't do it last night or just before. She was healed in the middle of breaking the law, in the middle of sin. This woman got well. And scripture says, and trembling. Sometimes we cry. Other times we, we fall. But when the power of God hit her, she, she, she trembled. My attitude is, Lord, even if you have to shake me up, I need your power. I don't care what it makes me look like, seem like. God, I'm hungry for you. If I got to get down on all fours to get to you, dear God, I'm a coming. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, and then when, when she got to him, she got that thing. And she was looking, and she was trembling under the power. But she was also frightened. She didn't know if Jesus was going to be like her last pastor. And beat her up for all she did wrong. Jesus will call wrong, wrong, and deal with your sin. But this woman had her priorities right. She couldn't fix her sin before she got to Jesus. You got to get to Jesus, and that's when he cleanses you. You hear what I'm saying? But she understood something a lot of us don't quite get yet. And she fell down before him. Now, here's the study in contrast. The, the, the ruler of the synagogue, you know, he's listed in the who's who of Israel. I mean, he's, he's a powerful man. But this woman was an absolute nobody. In fact, you had to take a bath after touching her. Have you ever had such filth in your life that people got to take a bath after having a discussion with you, after being involved with anything you're involved with? Any of you ever been that filthy? You see, God is not impressed or depressed by our social standing. In fact, in many ways, he couldn't care less. The only question in Christ's mind is, will you find your knees? That wealthy man bowed, and this broken woman bowed, and they're both about to meet Christ in a very, very real way. And then she's on her knees, 
probably her face in the dirt. She told him the whole truth. Don't front with Jesus. Really. Is anybody you could tell the truth to? It's the master. Tell him the whole story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He can handle it. He got you. You understand? And you're not the first. He's been dealing with people like you for centuries. He knows how to handle your situation and your specific and particular problem. Don't miss, though, what he says to this woman. Again, she's outside the synagogue, kind of ostracized. And he said to her, daughter, he immediately, immediately made that woman part of his family. This woman who came to her in the middle. There was a woman that came to him that was caught in the act of adultery before he came, but she was in the middle of sin. Jesus looked at her and said, daughter, your faith. Not faith, obviously, in her goodness. She knew she was wrong. She had sinned all the way to Jesus. So it wasn't faith in her goodness, but faith in Christ's goodness. You hear what I'm saying? Many of us today have misplaced faith. I did. When I first met Christ, I came to him just as I was. But after I met Christ, I got involved in the church world. And they taught me if I only do this and I do that, then maybe God will, will love me and bless me and receive me. I know every church is not that way, but the church I was part of was that way. So every day it depended on whether I had checked all my boxes. I could only approach God if I did everything just right. And one of the reasons I was scared to preach, I was like, Lord, I mean, I could be good for, for maybe six, six days. Well, I, no, no, let me not even say that. I, I could be good maybe three days. <laughs> but if I'm going to preach on a Sunday, that means I got to be good for a whole six days before God. How many of y'all were in my shoes at one point? The only type of faith that will make you well is not a faith in your goodness because your righteousness is but filthy rags. All have what? Sin and fallen short of the glory. God, we don't got to keep on, but, but the point is her faith is rightly founded. And because of it, Jesus calls her daughter. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well, it is an absolute waste of time to try to clean yourself up before you get to God. You will never get there. I mean, I hear people all day, well, Bishop, you know, I guess I'll get some things in my right, and then I'll eventually get back to church. You will never. How dare you think that one day in your life you're going to get it so right that God's just going to have to honor you and receive because you're just so wonderful. That's faith in you, not faith in a Savior. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, woman, your faith has made you well. You see, again, you can't clean yourself before you get to Christ, but once you get to Christ, he'll do the cleaning. So let him do God and you do you. I got the mess, you got the clean. So I'm going to bring my mess to the clean. You hear what I'm saying? 
But a lot of us trying to hide our mess from God, pretending that it ain't there, and, you know, putting on all these masks. And, and, and I've had moments where God had to remind me, right in the middle of my prayers, like, Derek, who's that down there talking to me? I'm trying to talk to him like, you know, Dr. Derek Greer. <laughs> Bishop, you know, come on. Derek, would you talk to me? I want to talk to your alter ego boy. Would you talk to me about what's really going on? I've had moments. It's funny. Man, I was saying Elizabethan English and everything, and my prayers were right. They were good. And they bounced right back to earth. But as soon as I got real, all of a sudden, boom, I know he heard me. How many of y'all had moments like that? Daughter, your faith, faith in me, not in you, has made you well. Now watch this. Go in peace. When our faith rests solely and totally on Christ's power, not our own, peace comes. The reason we don't have peace because we trust in ourselves. Now, I can't figure this out. So, I don't know what to do. So, I don't know how this happens. So, Scripture says, cast your cares on him for he cares for me. The fact is, most things, I mean, I, I think I'm a smart guy. I think I'm a bright guy. But the reality is, there's a lot of things in life I just can't figure out. And I've learned in some cases to stop trying. In some situations, all I can say is, Lord, you got it. Lord, I'm going to trust you who knows. How many times you said, Lord, I'm not going to do this because I don't understand. I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. God's like, so. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.